Welcome to episode 22 of the Leadership in Context podcast with Keith Tusi. Today, Keith begins a series of conversations on working with, not shutting down, strong personalities. Welcome to Leadership in Context, a conversation on leadership in the context of the local church. For show notes, email podcast at inourpastors.com. And now here's Keith Tusi. I want to talk to you over our next couple times together about dealing with strong people. Do you have any strong people in your life that you'd really like to be able to have a better relationship with and help to have a more productive outcome of your relationship? I was reading Acts 15 and just was looking at Paul and Barnabas' relationship. And uh, let me read this to you. After some days, Paul said to Barnabas, let us return and visit the brethren in every city in which we proclaim the word of the Lord and see how they are. Barnabas wanted to take John, called Mark, along with them also, but Paul kept insisting they should not take him along who had deserted them in Pamphylia and had not gone with them to the work. And there occurred such a sharp disagreement that they separated from one another and Barnabas took Mark with him and sailed away to Cyprus. So here we see two people that were incredibly close, had a great relationship, uh, both apostolic leaders, both had a tremendous history together. As a matter of fact, when you think about Barnabas, I mean, he's really one of the unsung heroes of the Bible. I mean, it was Barnabas that really broke the ice with Paul in Acts 9.26. It says, uh, when they came to Jerusalem, he was trying to associate with the disciples, speaking of Paul, but they were all afraid of him, not believing that he was really a disciple. But Barnabas took hold of him and brought him to the apostles and described to them how he had seen the Lord on the road and he had talked to them and how at Damascus he had spoken out boldly in the name of Jesus. So this was the beginning of their relationship, and they had great impact. They served together. Barnabas was a great encourager. You know, they spoke boldly together. But yet here this great disagreement happens. Well, let's first of all be real clear. This was not a doctrinal disagreement. This was not a disagreement about absolute truth. This was a personnel disagreement. Boy, does that sound familiar. Who's the best person for the job, or who should we send, or who should we trust, that type of thing. And there was a sharp contention. Now, Barnabas, maybe because he was related to John Mark, we learn in the book of Colossians in the fourth chapter, they're referred to as cousins there uh, by Paul. So maybe that blood relationship, maybe that familiarity you know, Barnabas was overlooking this character fault that happened in him. Of course, we also know later in 1 Timothy 4 that Paul calls for John Mark to come work with him. As far as we know, Barnabas and Paul never traveled together again, but there must have been some harmony in the relationship because in 1 Corinthians 9, where Paul is talking about the need for apostolic support, he actually mentions Barnabas there too. So, there must have been some mutual respect, but something was lost. There was two strong personalities that bailed out. And so I read a lot of these passages and just made some notes, and I want to share them with you uh, about how to go forth dealing with these things. Again, number one, it was not about dog dogma. It was not about doctrine. 
It was about a person. Unfortunately, it wasn't even about the work. They got they agreed on the work. They wanted to go back and strengthen all the churches, but they got focused on the person. And I think that's real easy when we have something that is kind of bugging us, irritating us, agitating us, maybe about somebody, we tend to magnify their imperfections, okay? Or on the other side of it, if we're just enamored with somebody and we just think they're so wonderful, we excuse their missteps. So it can, it can go either way here. But what I want to suggest to you is that we look at the big picture. What is the work? What are we being called to do? What tower are we being called to build? What tunnel are we being called to dig? You know, what are we being called to do? And try to be as objective as we can as to whether that person or that person's ideas or that person's strategy or opinion is really the best here. So, number one, let's be clear that it's not about dogma and doctrine. Never elevate your opinion to that, especially when you're dealing with people. Just, if you do that after a while, people will not take you serious. You will lose your integrity. If you're going to go to the mat on something, go to the mat on the Word of God, not on your opinion or your perception, okay? And then number two is keep it about the work, Uh even though Barnabas was very loyal, he really focused in on John Mark. And that may have been part of the problem here. We saw in Acts 9 where he was loyal uh, to Paul. He put himself out there. Maybe that was just one of his characteristics traits. And he got so focused on being loyal to the person, John Mark, that you know maybe he missed Paul's uh, understanding of something. You know, there's a lot of debate as to who was right and who was wrong. But we do see later in Acts 16 or Acts 15, the end of the chapter, where it says that Paul and Silas were commended by the brethren, but it doesn't mention Barnabas and John Mark. So that's something to think about, at least, uh, that that was definitely something that was going on there. Uh, Let's put this in context. Strong is not bad. Honestly, if you had to lead a church or lead a business and you had no strong personalities, you're probably not going to get a whole lot done. Compliance is not the goal of leadership. Fruit is the goal of leadership. Leadership is the accurate assimilation of time, talent, and treasure. And if we're just trying to get people to comply, trying to get them to nod their heads, then that's not a good thing. Uh, A lot of times people talk about, well, how important loyalty is, and I agree with that. But make sure you define loyalty biblically. Loyalty is not just going along with everything. Loyalty is loving you and loving what you're called to do enough to speak up to it. Uh, When there are people in my life and they believe I'm called to do something, and they want to help me or challenge me, as it were, you know, sometimes when you're a strong leader and somebody says something to you, you take it as a challenge. Uh, I think sometimes we just got to back off and we got to dial off that a little bit and really say, hey, look, are they trying to help me in the thing God has asked them to do? But make a little list here. Okay, so if you've got somebody that's strong in ideas, strong in opinions, and strong in actions, how do you work with that person? Well, are they strong in character? Are they strong in morals? Are they strong in commitment? Are they strong in history? 
Now, if you've got both things working together, I think you've got the chance of really reining in somebody that can be a potential leader and influence a lot of people for the positive and get a lot of work done. Now, if you have concerns about that second list, about their character, about their morals, about their history, then rather than fussing with them about an idea when really underneath it doesn't matter how good an idea it is, you're going to not want to release them because you have a genuine concern about these other areas. Well, let me just say something. I'm dealing with strong people. You have to look them in the eyes. I've shared this with many of my friends. I don't take hints too good. Uh, You can hint at me about something, and chances are it's going to go over my head. But if you've got a strong personality, you've got to sit down, and you've got to look them in the eye, and you've got to say, you know what, I'd really like you to be able to be delegated to do this, but you tend to just pop off and say in a meeting whatever you're thinking without processing it, and you've got to bring that under control. You're going to have to be that direct with them. They're never going to get it by saying, you know, it would be really good if everybody was just a little more contemplative in their meditation before they spoke. They're not going to get that, okay? You've got to be very direct with them. But, but think about the character traits. Think about the container. Uh, if you want strong effect, you're going to have strong medicine. I want strong people. Uh, I, you know, it's a lot easier to get something done when you've got strong horses pulling the wagon uh, that want to go somewhere and do something. Maybe even if sometimes they want to veer off the road, I would rather try to steer those people and get them to pull the weight and bring other people along than I would trying to drag somebody out of the stable and harness them up and try to convince them to do something because they're a really nice guy, okay? Uh, So I think that is really critical to dealing with strong people, okay? Uh, The next thing I'd like to mention is be very careful. Be circumspect not to make it about you. When you're in charge of something, when you're leading something, Even the most secure person can begin to feel, hey, you're making this about me. Like, this is my idea, and they have another idea. Really take a step back and ask yourself, are we talking about the work? Are we talking about the divine purpose? Or are we talking about my personal opinion? Or do we feel like we're being personally challenged because somebody has a strong idea? You've got to remember... Somebody that has is strong personality, they're going to have good ideas and they're going to have bad ideas. That's okay. That's why we need to operate in a team. But if we make it about those that are in oversight, feeling offended or bothered or pushed or whatever, a lot of times we're going to really miss the opportunity for the work to be increased and for things to go forward. In other words, how are we going to win this thing? Uh, And I think sometimes leaders win an argument or win a meeting and they really lose the war because they've missed employing somebody, maybe not that idea, but they missed employing that somebody. Because if they had one idea, they're going to come back with another idea if they're given the time of day and they really feel like there's a process where it can be used. Ask yourself this question. If somebody was watching me, would I appear to be a stifling leader or an empowering leader? If there was a third party there, somebody that was completely objective or, or just somebody along, if they knew everything that was said and done, would you come across as a stifling leader or an empowering leader? Obviously, if you are coming off as a stifling leader, 
You're not just going to shut that person down. You're going to shut a whole lot of other people down. People are our greatest resources. The gift of God is wrapped up in imperfect human packages. And we've got to figure out how to release that and how to channel it and how to hang on to it without dragging it down. So, number one, why don't we just take a fresh look and let's start rejoicing in the fact that we've got some strong personalities around us. Maybe take a fresh look, reboot ourselves, and say, you know what, I'm going to utilize this to the kingdom of God and to His glory, and I'm going to release these people to do what they can do in the scope of our team and our purpose. Hey, it's been great to be with you. I'm going to come back and talk about this at our next time together a little more. But uh, thanks for being with us for Leadership Game Context. Today, Keith began a series of conversations on working with strong personalities. The gift of God is wrapped up in imperfect human packages. We have to figure out how to release that gift, channel it, and hold on to it without dragging it down. Focusing on the big picture, the work of the ministry, is vital to doing just that. Thanks for listening this week to another episode of Leadership in Context with Keith Tusi. Join us next week as Keith continues to put leadership truths in the context of the local church. As always, subscribe, like, rate, and share our podcast. For show notes or to ask Keith a question, email podcast at innerpastors.com. If you would like more information, check out our website, innerpastors.com. Make sure you follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Inner Pastors. See you next week.